0: What is up, you guys? and welcome back to episode thirty seven of the Lombard Trucking Show. Very glad you could be here. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be very upfront and honest. I feel like somewhat of a fraud today. This is the first <laughs> episode that I have done where I'm not in the back of my truck or in the sleeper cab of my truck. And this is a trucking podcast. It's a trucking show. and I feel as though I should be giving you, you know, the live action as I see it from some random city across these great United States. but, here I am. I've actually managed to swing my way back through the house because I uh, we're actually I'll be picking up the family this weekend, including that means the wife and the pets, and we'll be uh, taking some freight and making our way back towards the northeast to spend some time in Connecticut with our parents. But uh, I am happy to be here to record this episode. Got a very special guest. Um, what's funny is I actually showed up in their algorithm on on TikTok. I popped into their for you page, uh, one of the workout videos that I posted and she had reached out to me, was a a fan of the content. And ever since then, we've kind of fed off each other on TikTok. We've been supporting each other on live feeds and on all of our videos because we actually have the same mission. We have a lot of the same goals. We're on the same road to trying to fix the culture health and wellness in the industry. She's an owner-operator, assorts herself uh, with her company at Fitz Possible Trucking. Candice, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. What's
1: up, everybody? I'm so glad and honored to be on here. Thank you for taking the time to listen if you're out there listening, and thank you for having me. You know, It's it's just a blessing anytime I can connect. Just to clarify, I'm not an owner-operator. He didn't know this, but I am just a wellness instructor that got put on a mission to help the trucking industry. So, you know, I do have my CDL, but that was to learn more about trucking. One day I hope to have a truck, but more or less to go out to wellness and encouragement. um, Because my whole goal is the industry and the truckers, not necessarily moving freight, which I respect. But, you know, I've got, you know, the lives of the people that are making sure that that freight gets where it goes is what God put me on a mission to do.
0: No, absolutely. I, I use the term owner-operator only because you know you you are a small business owner, so you're the owner-operator of that sort. It's funny because there are actually other people with jobs or small businesses, like if they own a store or something, and they'll they'll refer to themselves as an owner-operator. So I just that's oh, I why I, I, I yeah I use that.
1: I just a lot of flack. I have caught a lot of flack because people say I'm trying to be a trucker, or act like a trucker, and I do not. You know, so. I always try to say, no, no, no. Like I, you know, I went through my uh, I took everybody with me on the trucking adventure, you know, to get my CDL. And, you know, I just never want I think it's an honor to be called a trucker and that is nothing that I want to take away from. So you did right. I just don't, you know, I just know a lot of people like she's trying to perpetrate. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to help.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, I mean, Hey, you, you got your CDL. I think that he puts it there kind of like you saw. I was in the Marines and if you receive the Eagle Globe, and anchor, you know, at the end of the crucible, you know, from that point on you're a Marine. So you got your CDL. So, you know, in in my Mm -hmm. eyes, you know, you're definitely a trucker. You can hop, you can hop behind the, you know, the the wheel. I can. At, at any time so if yeah if duty calls you could hop to it but you know there's the purists out there who are always gonna you know talk talk their smack but um let's uh, let's hear your story you, you have an interesting story um i've heard a little bit of it you know with getting your cdl and feeling called you know b- you know by god to do what you're doing so you know where are you from what, what how'd you how'd you how'd you get up to this point today what's your story
1: well, there's a lot to the story, so I'll try to make a long story short or basically just share what's impertinent on this message. And I, we, as we talked before we got on here, I'll come back on. Um, and I do need to do better as far as sharing a little bit more about me uh, just in general. But one of the things actually January 1st will make 20 years of me being in the fitness industry as a career. I've been working in it since I was 19. Um, I started working at a gym called Aniston Fitness Center. I'm right here. You can probably tell from my accent. If you haven't guessed, I'll give you a moment. If you're listening, where do you think I'm from? Try to name that accent before drum roll. I'm actually from Alabama. Um, That's where I'm still at. I live in Oxford, Alabama. And um, this is where I started. I always loved fitness and I joke around all the time, but I say fitness saved my life. And, you know, I I say that God sent fitness to save my life and he did, Um, you know, being active and playing sports was a way for me to get out of my house and my house was literally hell and outside of my house doing anything was heaven and it didn't matter what it was. If that was working in horse pastures, shoveling crap or, you know, being a volunteer, Uh, water, water girl for every sport until I was old enough to play on, you know, anything that got me out of the house kept me out of hell. And in the process of that, it also gave me a place to put my energy towards instead of my anger, get me in a lot of trouble. So I used to have a lot of anger and I used to have a lot of built up stuff. And even though sometimes it did come out on people, fitness gave it a place to, for me to cap it, I guess you could say. And um, when I got saved, I got saved when I was 19, never knew God, never really knew if I really believed in him, I wanted to. Uh, But a lot of people who acted or went to a building that had a church name in front of it were some of the cruelest people to me, to be honest. And I was like, if that's what serving God looks like. I don't want a part of it. But um, my mom passed away when I was three. And I always wanted to believe she was in heaven, and I always wanted to believe she was an angel. So that's what kind of keep, kept me thinking it was right. And then on the other side, I had my father who was very mentally sick, and you know, clinically schizophrenic, bipolar, multiple personality, and then with a cocktail of addiction from every drug and alcohol. You just kind of put that into one person, and that's what I was raised by. And you know, used to say it all the time: "I am God." I am, I, you don't need no God because I am your God. And he meant, he meant it and thought it. But anyways, so um, 19, get saved. And I had gotten the offer to do fitness before I had gotten saved. And at this time, you know, I'm raising my son. I'm by myself. I was like, I can't make it off the, sal- the salary that they offered me. So uh, I was like, okay, I, I can't do that. I'm making too much money as a server. I can't, you know, take care of my family. And I got saved. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but have you ever had that little notion in your stomach where, you know, you're supposed to do something? The Holy Spirit is telling you to go do something. You're like, OK, let me go do that. Have you ever had oh, yeah. that?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: So I was learning that still, but I felt strongly I was supposed to go back and take that job. And I was like, OK. So I went back and I asked them if they still had it. They said yes. And I started January 1st. And of the, again, January 1st will be 20 years um, ago that that happened. And I've been in it ever since. And I'm thankful because I've been blessed to see many, many people's lives changed, including mine, and you know, encouraging people uh, just to find the fit that fits you. It's not about trying to be perfect. It's not about trying to have what somebody else has. It's about just learning to take care of and value your life and making time to make your life a priority. Because so often we're taught to sacrifice ourselves for others, and what we don't realize is the best way to love your love your neighbor is to love yourself, and the best thing you can do for other people that you love is take care of your health, because that's going to give them more time with you, a better experience with you, and the best version of you, which they truly deserve, um, so I did that for many, many years from personal training to gym of gyms to uh, you name it, cleaning toilets and everything, throw If it's to be done in fitness, I have done it. And um, I opened up and started running my own business probably about eight years ago. About eight years ago, I went independent and did it on my own for a long time. Worked at a university teaching fitness. And I had an encounter with the Lord probably about five years ago. Full circle to bring me to this it's possible trucking so uh i was for all the listeners out there i know i'm doing dog talking i'm sorry um
0: now that's that that's what that's what we want
1: well you know i just you know sometimes you tell too much and you try to wrap it in so there's a lot in that mix but we're just gonna kind of the beginning well, that and then now we'll go so i was you know Everything around my community, my fitness was doing amazing. And it always does. Um, I, I'm thankful for that. God's always blessed me with it. Um, but, you know, have you ever had that feeling like there's just more? Like there's something else that you're supposed to be doing. And it's like, but what? Like, what, what is that something else? So I was just, you know, I talk to God in my car. I talk to God when I'm alone. I'm always in my conversations, you know, talking to him. And for anybody out there like, well, I just wish God would talk to me usually God sounds like yourself, okay? It's the Holy Spirit that's in you that usually sounds like your thoughts, but it's the thoughts that line up with the word of God. Thoughts that are to prosper you, not to harm you. And the word tells us that my sheep know my voice and a stranger's they do not listen to. So you might say, well, my voice in my head's telling me that I'm not good enough. Well, that's not God. That's the enemy. Absolutely. So when you know, and people are like, well, I, I wish I knew how to, I wish I knew God's voice more. You need to get in his word more because you'll recognize his word and you'll recognize his voice because it'll match with what his word says, because God is never going to say something to you that's going to try to belittle you or make you feel less than. Now, he might correct you and he might convict you, but the difference between conviction and condemnation, conviction is don't do that again because it's not good for you and there's better for you condemnation from the enemy is you're nothing. I can't believe you did that. How dare you give up? That's not God. Mm -hmm. And that's how we differ. So that's just a little baby bite. But anyways, I was in my car and I was actually on my way to church. I was working at the church at this time and um, I was doing fitness still. But for everybody that doesn't know, I've done ministry for a good part of my life. Um, I was a youth minister for many years. But the biggest call that you can ever have is to be a servant. You know, a lot of times people get caught up in titles and people get caught up in positions. And listen, Jesus said, well done, my good and faithful servant. So don't get caught up on a role that somebody is doing in a building and make you think that you don't have the same exact call in your life because you do. So I was in that I was on the way to church and I was asking and I was like, I know you gave me fitness. But I feel like there's more. And I was, I was getting on I-20, headed, headed uh, west, and I was getting on I-20. And I was just talking, and I got in the left lane, and I was just like, Lord, I just want to know what it is. And I'll never forget, I've been through some hellacious moments. But in that moment, the darkest, deepest, nastiest feeling I've ever experienced just like literally out of nowhere just comes and sits in my car. And it just sits on me. And now keep in mind, I'm on the interstate. I'm in my little Honda on the left lane driving. And I'm like, Lord, what is going on? What is this? And I heard three things. The first thing I heard, and I can't tell the story without crying, was they're forgotten about and they think they don't matter. Now, keep in mind, I'm driving, this feeling's in my car. I hear this voice and I'm like, who's forgotten about? Who thinks that they don't matter? And you know how something can be right in front of you and you don't realize it until it's the time for you to realize it? Absolutely. I realize in front of me, I heard the words, they are. And right in that moment, in front of me is a truck, beside me is a truck. And behind me is a truck. I'm completely caped in. And now that I've been in trucking, I realize they're probably cussing me out because that was like the worst place to be. And they I were was just
0: about there. to say, you're you're the, they're, 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 they're talking on you on the CV. You're the four wheeler in the middle lane.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Now I know that that was not, they were, the, the heat that I was feeling was probably their thoughts. But oh, yeah. You know, at that moment. So, side note. And uh, it's just funny now that I full circle seeing myself where I was anyway. So I was like, so I, I heard, and I knew it was truckers. So the last thing I heard, I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do? But, and I'm just crying and I'm crying to be honest because I was convicted because I had never heard about truck drivers. I had never, I've been to every single fitness conference there was from cali to new york i had read every fitness magazine for like all these years you know what i'm saying like i'm one of those that when i get into something i you know what i mean i just go i have to know everything about it and i had never once heard any of my fitness friends or any person i respected talk about trucking or heard a trucking workout nothing and i'm just crying i'm like lord i've never thought about truckers and i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry what do you want me to do? And the last thing I heard was create something to get them healthier, happier, and let them know they matter. And then the feeling left and the everything. I was still crying and I was still, I was like looking up at the trucker beside me like, I'm going to help you. He's probably like, this girl's crazy. Who's this little blondie, you know, oh, I
0: know exactly what he was doing. I was doing <laughs> it this morning.
1: <laughs> exactly. This seat cover over here. Get out of the way. You know, so uh which I drive straight to my church and go to um the people that are like my they're like my adopted, you know, spiritual father and mother, and um just talk to them and they knew they were like, I mean quite naturally i mean how are you gonna make something up like that and why would i make something up like that i mean it's kind of left field and i just started researching so after i talked to them i went and got a notebook like i always do and sat down on a computer and just started like googling like trucker health right i knew nothing about trucking because i had nobody in my family that was a truck driver i wasn't connected to anybody that was a truck driver like nothing, you know, at this time, nobody in my life was a truck driver or connected to it. So um I just started researching and I was still running my business. I was still a youth minister. Um, I told my kids, my, I had my two oldest sons at that time and I told them and they were like, you know, cause when you tell the story, cause it was so real, like they're like, let's do that. You know what I mean? Like they're, they were all gun ho about it. And I just, but I didn't know where to start and I didn't know how to start. So I just started writing and researching. And um, the first thing that uh, really really struck my heart chords, and I know you got stat, uh, statistics, but this was my first thing that came up when I did get to a computer that day and looked, was I cre- it said truckers' health and their life expectancy. So at this time, at that point, Truck drivers had a 19 year less life expectancy than the average American. And I, it was like a dagger to my heart.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable.
1: It, it was insane. Like it's my like mind a,
0: was just. It's like a coal mine. The only thing that's close is like a coal miner or something.
1: Or, you know, what? who else? Bodybuilders. Yeah. Bodybuilders have a worse life expectancy than truck drivers.
0: Because of, you know all the other. There's other factors, I'm sure that play into it, but which is, but it's still crazy.
1: Right. So I was just like, it's insane. So I was like, what can I do? So I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of notes and questions and research. And I didn't know how I was going to start it. And when, you know, and back then, you know, five years ago, technology was not like it is right now. I mean, for, yes, we had it. But, you know, I looked into, I was like, they're all driving. So it's not like I can just do a class one place and that's going to work. You know, how, what kind of workouts can they do? I have no idea. Um, so like I did a Facebook post on my Facebook back then. It was like, if you're my friend and a truck driver, please send me a message. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: Facebook was it? still king five years ago. Like t- yeah. yeah, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook was still king in groups. yeah.
1: So I, so what I did is I asked them for their keys and I would like, Hey, can I come sit in your truck? And they're like, girl, what are you doing? I'm like, let me tell you what God did. And like, just to sit in there to figure it out, like how much room do they have? Like, what, what can you do in the truck? What is their options? What, what things do I know that we can implement in it? And I was like, even though I can't do anything, I can learn what I can do when it does happen. So I kept building my craft. I ended up, you know, some gems so that I could, you know, have financial basis to build. Uh, did I go back? Am I here? So, um, yeah, you're
0: good. You're here. You I broke up a little bit, but you're good. Like,
1: okay. All right. I, I looked into launching my own app. And at that time it was like, you're looking at $30,000 or more to launch an app back then, you know what I mean? And that was like, you just couldn't like, it wasn't there. So I was like, okay, I don't know. I can't do that. I don't have those resources. So I just kept doing what I was doing and learning about trucking at the same time. And I was, I had two studios, they were both doing phenomenal. And, but trucking every morning, when I woke up, truckers were on my heart. Every night truckers on my heart. It, most people didn't know nothing about it besides my kids and my sons were like, when are you gonna do the trucking mom? When are you gonna do the trucking? And I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out when you're gonna it." And then I'm like, it's gonna happen. I'm telling you, it's just like, as real as I'm gonna touch you, it's gonna happen. So right before COVID hit, I had told everybody at my studios and all the people, um, I knew there was a shift coming and I was like, I've got to do this trucking. Like, I've got to just do it. And I was like, I don't know how it's going to look. I'm going to let my other instructors teach, but I've got to step out. And, you know, I was just telling everybody, I feel like it's about to go virtual. They're like, what do you, don't make no sense. Look at all these people. I'm like, it doesn't matter. This God's telling me I'm supposed to go, and lo and behold, I'm sitting here figuring, "Oh, did you glitch? Are you back?"
0: Yeah, no, I'm here. Yeah, you had broke up a little bit. Okay, it's glitch for a second.
1: Okay, so um, I'm working on all this stuff online, and boom, COVID hits. So, luckily, because of me working on stuff in the backdrop for you know the online stuff, my Studios went online. I I got home. I you know luckily I was still able to you know because of God giving me this way to do that I was able to still provide for my children, um, and still connect to everybody that was in my studios. In some of the hardest times that people have faced, we still were able to connect virtually and you know do all that. God allowed me to restore the roots with my family, my my kids, um, for everybody that's out there because. I didn't know when to stop. I am a passion driven person. And if I see a problem, I wanna fix it. And for years before the sun ever rose, I was out the door. And before the sun, after the sun had went down, I was still out, you know, I was doing my best. You know, if you've ever ran a business, you know what that looks like. I was running two and being a minister at the same time. It was a lot and my kids, Unfortunately, he suffered because of that. They didn't have mom like they should have had mom. So, you know, over COVID, nothing that was that all the deaths and everything was not good. But for me, it was a time for me to restore my children and my roots and my family. And the last the second year of it is when I stepped out on finally talking about trucking and fits possible trucking. So uh, I didn't know how at the time I was going to get it out to people right? Like, how do we get it out there? Like, truckers are everywhere, but how do you get them to know it? And, you know, anybody that knows about social media, you can post on Facebook and your friends are going to see it, right? You can post on Instagram and people that, that are following you are going to see it. It's not going to just be pushed out really to anybody else other than who you currently already know. So I was like, okay, that's not going to work. And my baby boy kept saying, mom, you need to get on TikTok. <laughs> you need to get on tiktok and i was like i'm on enough social medias you know i mean i'm like son i'm not trying to get on another and he's i'm telling you mom you need to get on tiktok you need to do it on tiktok you need to talk about the trucking on tiktok that's how you're going to reach them um because it pushes it out to everybody mom and i was like you know I'm i'm not trying to do that and I don't know if anybody else out there understands that, but you know, I just wasn't at first. So I sat back and I was like, "Let me download it and let me figure this out. Let me look at it." And quickly, I realized, "Man, this is pretty good." Once it learned me, like once it learned what I wanted to see, and once I, you know, got through all the crap, you know, I said, like, "This is pretty good." So I watched it for many months, and then I finally did a post, October was two years ago. I um, did my first post and I knew you couldn't have, you couldn't go live. And back then you only could do a one minute post and you couldn't go live unless you had a thousand followers. So my goal was always, if one truck driver's life gets changed, if one truck driver gets encouraged or just knows that God truly does care about them and they really do matter. Like whatever that encompasses, that they know that mission accomplished. And then I realized, well, I got to have a thousand because you only can talk and say so much in a minute. And uh, so that's the only thing I ever asked for. You know, hey, can y'all help me get to a thousand so that I can go live to talk and explain more what I'm trying to do? And, you know, they did. my. And just to be honest, I have met some of the most amazing people that are lifelong friends through this app. And... I am forever grateful for it, and life forever changed because of it, because of the testimonies that I've heard, because of the people that I've met, because of the things I've been connected to, you know, and um, I don't negate it. You know, the world can be ugly or it can be beautiful. It's about how you want to see it, and for me, I see the beauty in it because I have seen the testimonies of drivers that wanted to end their life and didn't. You know, I've seen the testimonies of drivers that smoked their entire life and now don't. I've seen the testimonies of drivers that never thought about trying to lose weight and have lost over 100. Um, You know, I've seen people, let's say not even because of nothing to do with my TikTok, if I, if it went away, seeing and I want to see what you think about this. For me, TikTok has gave truckers a place to be seen and connect, right? Like, because you can go live and you can, and there's going to be somebody that's going to come into your live and connect to you. You can post something and there's somebody that you're, there's somebody like you on TikTok that the algorithm is going to bring you to, right? Where, you know, if a truck driver posted on Facebook, they might, you know, one of their Yeah, you're aunt- not
0: going to see it. Yeah, groups aren't as popular anymore. When it comes to TikTok and truckers, it's, it's a whole different world because what's crazy about it is you will hear drivers, uh, whether it be on the CB or ones that you meet at a shipper receiver, they'll always say, oh, you know, the truck stop used to be more social. You know, people used to get out more. And this was before social media. So no, it's almost like the, the evolution of all this is this is where drivers are socializing now and where mm-hmm. the TikTok algorithm, the, you know, social media algorithms. And I, I've mentioned the documentary, The Social Dilemma before. I do think that social media poses threats to people's psyche and ch- with China and Russia influence and all that. However, when it comes to trucker talk in general, it is crazy because drivers are it is actually uniting the industry a lot. And I think in the quickest possible way, more than a Facebook group, more than uh, Twitter, um, because of, because of joining in on live streams, because you can see so many different people's opinions. It's almost it's the fastest way. To get it, and it's in video, and that's the thing. People want to see. Oh my God, he's at this truck stop and this happened. Oh my God, he's at mm-hmm. this receiver and this happened. Oh my God, he's he's having the same experience I'm having. I need to talk to this person. And that, and the, and in that way, TikTok has been really great. I mean, it's what got it's what got you and I together. I mean, exactly. It, and and it's it's really yeah. In the testimonies of people, I don't know as many testimonies as as you do. I'm I'm getting there. I'm working on that. But like what you're doing and what you're seeing essentially couldn't be possible you would have to essentially go to every truck stop and you know cold pitch you know every driver that walks in the door Mm -hmm. and and at that face value it's hard now I mean when how do you tell somebody hey bud do you want to lose weight you know how do you pitch that to a guy who's walking in after he just drove six seven hundred miles it's really hard to do something like that so for Mm -hmm. you to do what you're doing uh, you know TikTok's really uh, I think the biggest tool and it's crazy how good it is, you know, this app that is so controversial. Um, man, it's 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 changing lives when you think about it. And I think about that too, because people tell me and some of my people my age, they go, I can't, I, I can't use that app. The kids are on it. Well, well, the kids are annoying. It's lethal. It's all the bullying in Russia and China. And I said the same thing. I was like, I need to stay away from this app, you know, because of Russia and China. And, you know, there, it's it's Chinese malware and all that stuff. And where all that may be true. And who knows? We may pay for it eventually. Like I said, I'm mission driven, like as you are, and I'm in it for the drivers. I'm in it for socializing with drivers and networking with them and changing their lives. And and, and that's, and basically I've kind of just came to the realization where I, I'm going to have to lean on this app if I want to, if I want to, and if we want to keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, for now, this is, you know, God says he makes all things work together for those who love him and are called according to his promise and purposes. That means everything, everything. So this too, the good, the bad, the ugly, he's going to make it work for your good, no matter what. And he's doing that. Like you said, we're connected. And, you know, this has been that place for so many people to get their message out, right? Or to get their product out or to get their business out or to, You know, TikTok's just been a blessing. And, you know, the trucking industry is everything that keeps this country moving. You know, I mean, it truly does. And I know people think, I don't get tired of hearing that. I don't get tired. I don't care how tired you get of hearing it, it is the absolute truth. And, you know, for me, you know, my ex husband was in the military. Okay. And if you hear the national anthem, or you say the Pledge of Allegiance before you've ever been connected to somebody that's ever served in the military. It kind of has meaning to you, but it comes a whole nother meaning when either you're in it, serving it or somebody that you love is. Every time you hear that now you don't just hear it, you see them and you know the person and you know the sacrifice and you know what they've had to do and what they're having to do. Does that make sense? Like,
0: Oh it's yeah, just, without
1: a doubt. Know, it's a tangible. Same thing with trucking. Like until you've actually been in that area or have had somebody that's been close enough to you that to where you could feel the vibration of this industry, you don't truly understand the sacrifice that comes along with it. And now I can't say that I truly do because I've never drove miles and miles and miles and days and days and days and going and going and going. You know, but I, what I have done is respected people and seen so many people that have that I do respect. And, you know, like I tell everybody, once I sat in that truck to get my CDL, the moment I sat in that seat, it was a whole other world. It's not like sitting in your car. It's not like, you know, people that don't drive trucks or never sat in a truck, they're just, thinking, oh, it's just like driving a car, it's just bigger. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no. <laughs> The biggest thing, first of all, is you realize that everybody around you, truck drivers don't drive for themselves; they're driving for everybody around them, because people don't know how to drive, and I'm not (laughs) just trying to say that, you know, as a truck, they just don't like. Just imagine how people drive with you in a car now, times that by five thousand, as a truck driver, you know, and uh, it just makes you respect people more, and it makes you respect the industry more, and so for me. You know, I heard tr- create something, to get them healthier, happier, and know they matter. My first thought was fitness, right? You know, which is always going to be a part of it. Wellness encompasses way more than just exercise. You know, it's socializing. It's your finances. It's your environment. It's your job. It's your learning. It's your thinking. It's your spirituality. It's your nutrition. Like there's all these aspects that really encompass. So for me, I want to walk arms with everybody that has anything to do with any of that, that can some way share some light and shine some light into this industry to help because they haven't gotten it. And I will say that over the last two years, I've seen so many people like yourself and others starting to arise and it makes, I say my baby leap, you know what I mean? And my stuff, I mean, it just makes me excited. Like, it's uh, it's it's not a competition it's a completion right it, like that's what i try to tell people you're not competing with nobody you're completing the mission so don't you don't stop competing just complete be who you're supposed to be and who's supposed to hear your voice will hear it and there's other people that are going to connect with other voices and other techniques and that's absolutely amazing so stop trying to be everything for everybody and just be who you're supposed to be and connect with the other people that are going to fix the leak that you can't.
0: Oh yeah. And- no, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And when it comes to wellness and what you're saying, and when it comes to fitness and wellness, it's the ultimate trickle down effect. It's the ultimate, it's a medicine with side effects that fix everything else. Because as drivers start to fix their fitness, they start mm-hmm. to fix their relationships. They start to fix their finances because once they start taking care of themselves, Mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden they become more cognizant to the issues around them. And they say, you know, well, if I, I can't go off track here or else I'm going to not be able to run as fast or I'll start gaining weight again. And then they start realizing, Oh my God, I've let this run astray. I had to fix it. And so mm-hmm. what you're saying is absolutely right. And and when it comes to that phrase you mentioned earlier about how truckers do run, uh, you know, run this country and people get tired of hearing that and it's because they don't get that comparison um, it, and whether people like it or not. And, you know, sometimes, it, it, maybe, maybe it's true. Oh, they get sick of hearing it because they hear it all the time. But the unfortunate truth is, it's people say they say they're sick of hearing it. It's because, it, which by them saying that they're sick of hearing that truckers, you know, run this country run the economy, it means it's being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means that they've never realized that what they can have without it, because we don't live in a country like these, you know, some sub-Saharan African countries or some Asian countries that you know, still work off of, you know, donkeys or however that they get their mm-hmm. water and stuff like that. So it's just like, they've never nobody, you know, maybe not since the oil embargo of the 70s or something, or maybe, uh, you know, where there was an actual, you know, real supply chain issue in, the, mm-hmm. in this country. Nobody's ever had to suffer. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, it's been 100 years since the last railroad strike. And when railroad strikes happened, they were violent. And that's the thing. It's just once you take advantage of it, it, I have a feeling that there may be a reckoning coming for taking advantage of that because of, like you said, you, you you five years ago said that God said nobody's taking care of them, nobody's watching them, nobody's loving them, and that's and even though we're trying to change that, for the most part, that's almost still the truth, and and it's still and we're facing this big monster, this megalith that's the government and these mega carriers and big businesses that are still trying to remove that you know, honor and stuff and autonomy from the driver. And it could result in a sort of reckoning. So just like, I just want to add my two cents on the whole, you know, people are sick of hearing it because they've taken advantage of it. That's just my, my opinion on it though. I didn't want to, I didn't want to cut you off. Yeah. No,
1: cut me off. This is a conversation, honey. So yeah, no,
0: we're just, we're just talking here. And yeah, and, yeah I, and,
1: love it. I don't take offense. You should cut in anytime you want. Cause that's what a yeah, conversation no. is all about. Listen. Yeah,
0: no, let's, let's keep talking. And, and with that, I kind of wanted to tell, you know, I've mentioned it before. Kind of what I'm doing, I'm doing something similar to you, and it's, I've had the same kind of calling. You know, the same thing. Like so, after I got married, um, I felt, which was in September 2019, September 21st, 2019. Sorry, I should say I, I should say the date out loud so nobody thinks I'm a fraud. Um, after that I, is when I and I've mentioned on the podcast uh, of you know, previous episodes is when I did start to feel a lot better about my future. But I still didn't know where I was going. Didn't I knew I I was like I had felt accomplished. People were very proud of me. But what was next? And I didn't know it. And it was. And then that's what started when the calling of when I of going into getting my CDL and trucking came. But even when I started driving, and as I was, and even though, and I was keeping myself, you know, on a diet and in shape as I was driving. I knew that there was something more I can do. I had read the David Goggins book and that book convinced me I could run marathons. And then even after I ran my first marathon this year, back in February, I okay. you know, Great. when I, when I, Oh, thank you. When I, after I ran that marathon, I wasn't, I barely even, we had fun, you know, we had some beers on rainy street in Austin, but the next day, the first thing on my mind was, was what was next. I didn't, I, you know, I did not relax and like, and, and, and live in that moment. I said, what is, what is next? What am I going to do? And I, and that started when I knew I need to post more about fitness. I didn't want to be the fitness guy. That's the thing. I was straying away. I didn't want to be this guy. I had a fear of judgment. And then I just started realizing, and I'll tell, and, and this kind of goes along with my story of, you know, kind of how I got saved is releasing this fear of judgment the judgment didn't matter anymore. And I just knew that there was something next. And it's like, well, hey, I'm a trucker who runs marathons. I need to let this industry know that, hey, you don't need to run marathons. You don't need to do any of these extremes. You don't need to be crazy. But you can. And the thing is, and if you can, that means you can be healthy. And so that was like the more I had. And so as I've started, you know, kind of gone along my journey, and I felt this push. And the only way to describe it is, is that it came from the Holy Spirit. There's nothing else that pushed me. I didn't have this idea five years ago. Um, In a sense, I'd say that fitness saved me, you know, back in 2018. Um, And I've mentioned that on previous episodes, but like I knew there was something more. And then eventually is that's how I came across the company first form. And I work on their app as a coach. So and Mm -hmm. then it works for me. And hopefully maybe one day I can grow that sort of thing into the coaching thing. But I'm working at it. But it's just and it's been working for me because they have the platform because I also need to, you know, be an owner operator, book my loads, run, run a business. So it's almost good enough for me to do on on the side. And so that that's that. And that's where I, That's where I think it's really cool that, you know, this is your full time gig. as fits possible. And I'm doing mm-hmm. on the side, but I really have a, a, a good feeling about this. This this is like what we're doing is, is evangelical. You know, we're, we're spreading this word like I'm happy to do it. I'm coaching drivers out there and seeing their testimonies. I got to a, a guy I'm working with now, his name is Brad. You know, if he's listening to this, what's up, man? Uh, I mean, he's lost two inches off his waist. He's gone up on yeah, his man. belt loops. Hearing that, similar to you, like it, when he sent me those text messages, I started, you know, I, I got tears that's from it. my eyes because yeah, like seeing the, re- it. which it's like, it, you know, it's insane to think because I never thought I could do something like that. Here, I've done all these things. I was in the Marines. I've started a business, but helping him do that and, you know, change his life is so awesome. And I was, and, and it's just driving me. I was like, I needed drivers do need this because it's just, it, it's something that needs to change. And uh, drivers need to be helped. That life expectancy thing right there says, it says it itself. these people are sacrificing their bodies for this economy. When you think about it now, I have now, if anybody anybody's listening, listen to the last episode, you know, that there are a lot of issues in the trucking industry. I think a lot of this health and stuff is by design. Um, mm. I think that with, And they've done this over time. A lot of drivers talk, oh, it's really hard to do it. The hours of service are tough Uh, with the um, e-logs. All they have is fast food. The truck stops are unhealthy, et cetera, et cetera. Part of me thinks that the system is designed to keep drivers sick and unhealthy. So that way they're less likely to take care of themselves or to fight for themselves or to advocate for themselves and the other drivers in the industries. All they're going to really care about is themselves. I've said it multiple times in multiple episodes and I get it from Andy Forsella. Personal excellence is the, is the number one, you know, that's the ultimate rebellion right there. And I think if drivers start realizing what they're capable of and that they're not, you know, like how you said, like the enemy is what's going to tell you, you're not good enough. You have to be fat. You have to be unhealthy. You have to settle. You have to do this. That's the enemy doing it. And the enemy's all around drivers telling them, yep, this is the way it is. This is what you got to do. You can't be healthy. You can't be great. And it's like once, you know, once God starts shining through and once we can start shining through on these people that can be healthy, I think it's going to lift the entire industry up. You know, I think that because that's what's going to start uniting drivers is because kind of like how you said, when drivers fix their health, they start fixing their finance. They start fixing their families, their relationships. Eventually, they're going to start fixing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the industry. And that's my I'm no stranger, if, you know, for anybody who's listened to any episodes, you know, I'm no stranger to the tinfoil hat on that. But there's some. There's some logic behind it we saw it happen with covet a little bit you know they wanted you to consume they wanted you inside your house getting food to go i mean there's people who don't even go in the grocery store to get their groceries anymore like just getting people to walk that's my biggest thing when it comes to helping drivers it's like you have no idea what you can do by just walking man at the shipper at the receiver you know just like that like that right there just going for a walk like People think when it comes to diet and exercise, they need to make this insane change, do keto, go on these wild diets. And it's like, all they need to do is just stop. if, If anybody out there is like obese or morbidly obese, all they need to do is just start drinking diet soda and go for a 30 minute walk a day. Do that for three weeks straight and come back to me and tell me how you feel. I guarantee their lives would be, you know, changed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And kind of, and I guess to segue this, I, I do have some stats that I wanted to go over because I wanted to talk about what some of your future plans are. And, the, and these are according to the FMCSA. And I had, was just looking at these today and, and they're insane. And I get, and this is compared, these percentages are compared to the general population, the, the general workforce. And so the obesity rate, 69% of drivers are obese compared to 31%. Of the regular of, of you know other people in jobs. Morbid obesity is 17 versus 7. Cigarette smoking, only 19% of the working class smoke, 51% smoke, you know, drivers smoking. Self-reported mm-hmm. diabetes, 14% versus 7. And then people who don't have health insurance, 38% of people who are drivers don't have health insurance compared to 17 percent you know these are these are numbers that sh- these should frighten people the, when you see these types of numbers like i think that anybody who's a non-driver people not in this industry this sh- this should make them sad because when i read these stats and when i see drivers i'm not gonna lie there are drivers i see walk in it, it literally it brings my it, you know it brings me to two tears. it gets me mm-hmm. upset it gets me sad because yes it, from the grand scheme of things, I know it's on them to make these decisions. And I know we can talk about extreme ownership and all these things all you want, but you can't get in the heads of these people who are who might be suffering from depression and thinking that that's where they have to go. But when the, the environment around them needs to change and these stats should scare people. So, I, I mean, I know what I'm gonna be doing to try to fix this. What I'm gonna be doing is I'm gonna be interviewing more more you. There's a lot more Candice's out there. I'm gonna continue to talk about this. I'm gonna try to reach whoever I can. Um, this is what I know I can do. you know what what what's the direction of fits possible trucking? what do you, what do you got going on? How do you see us you know fit you know fixing what's going on in the industry? you know where are you in touch with any mega carriers? Are you talking to you know any FMCSA people? you got any connections there? What's you know what's on your radar? What's your five year plan, I guess?
1: Right. So my first year, the first year that I was, I'm walking in third, my third year of actually verbalizing and getting this out, right? My first year was just getting the getting the message out, who I am, that here I'm I'm here, you know, learning about the industry more um firsthand, you know, than just behind the scenes, you know, getting my CDL, do all that kind of stuff. And then this last year was immersing myself in every culture of the trucking industry, which, you know, going to the truck shows, going to conferences, going to FMC. I went to their, you know what I mean? I went and sat in on their conferences because I wanted to hear what they're saying, right? I want to hear what they're saying. I wanted to go to the truck shows that, you know, where the actual truck drivers are and, you know, connect with them and talk to them and hear. And then I wanted to go to um, the conferences of all these com- companies that are helping the industry or doing something in the industry, but maybe not, they're not a truck driver, right? And then, you know, I just immersed myself in every, so last year was just really, looking at all the issues and hearing all the people and saying, okay, what what can really try to, you know what I mean? What can't what do I need to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, you got workout or what here. So for me, what i put together and I've been praying about it, I fasted about it, and you know, just asking the Lord for direction in it was how can I bring all this together and get the information in their hands, right? Where everybody from the top, from the FMC to make carriers to the, your local owner operator, everybody, right? I'm one of those, we can't be all against each other and and make a difference. We can't, you know what I mean? So I've heard from these people, Hey, we want to help. We just don't know how, Hey, I want to do it. I just don't know what to do. All these different things. How can we help? So my whole thing was, I want to create a, it's going to start off as a newsletter, you know, but a digital newsletter turning into a magazine and it's, you know, Trucker Wellness. And basically a wellness newsletter and magazine for truck drivers that isn't necessarily about trucks or nothing against that, right? Like all those things, you know, part of it, but mainly all the areas of wellness and have all these different people, like yourself, if you're willing, I wanna ask different people to have a column in it that bring different perspectives because there's different truckers and different people to talk about all the things that can help truck drivers on a continuous basis, live a better life. Because like I tell everybody, and I've said this in my whole fitness career, if I don't get your mind, I will never get your body. If you don't get a hold of your mind, you are never going to be able to get your body where you want it to go. But it says my people perish for lack of knowledge. So the big thing for me, is let's create a way that all these place people and become a voice that's loud enough that everybody hears it, but it's a voice that actually is helping repair the damage for these truck drivers and teach them how can you have a better relationship in long distance and on the road, right? And have interviewing people that have been a truck driver and actually have a healthy relationship and having spouses come on and share for other spouses how their spouse how they can you know better support themselves and their spouse to make sure that their marriage is a successful one you know talking about different putting events together you know like we did the um you know it, it was virtual right the virtual 5k but there's no connection so people don't always hear it so like here's a resource like hey here's an event like you know, the marathon trucker, my boy, my boy, my, boy, my boy, trucking is doing a marathon. So, you know, he's going to ride in and he's going to talk about different topics when it comes to where do you start and how do you get there? Right. And he has his own coaching. And if you want that, here you go. And then this is where they're going to meet at and everybody can. Pop. So the social aspect now, I have something I'm working towards. Now I have something I can, you know, people I'm going to be connected to, you know, again, different too like there's an awesome there's a lot of people that are cooking on the road they're cooking in their truck sharing those videos so therefore you have a hub yeah you know you, you have all these different voices from all different walks and talks in the trucking world that are showing that it's possible right making it possible because once somebody sees it can be done it'll inspire them to do it and it might not be the first time and it might not be the second time but eventually if they need it having a place that they can come to and hear voices and find which voice that they need to connect to. And like I tell people, I was telling people in my regular, I still teach early morning fitness classes here locally at five 15 in the morning. And like I tell them, I'm about to have some surgeries and stuff go on. So I won't be able to teach, but I'm like this, I don't care where, I want you to go other places. Like I'm going to teach, I'm going to tell you these other places that I recommend go, right? (laughs) Like don't, you're not cheating on me. In any form or fashion, even if you come to my class and decide you wanna go somewhere else, that's great. I just want you to keep taking care of you. That's only. that's it. So like for me, having a place where it's not just one voice, it's not just one way, it's not just one answer, but it's a place and a hub is what I wanna create over this next year is my goal to start it off as a newsletter. Move it into being a digital magazine and and you know printable so that eventually it can, like I said, you know sponsors and people that can really listen. There's nothing wrong with these companies and getting people to sponsor and back behind truck drivers. They, they want to do it, and you know I don't. You know no, they they're like hey, we'll, how can we help move this? Right? Oh yeah,
0: they'll. Do, it's good PR. They're, def, they def, they're yeah. definitely they're definitely going to be all in on it. So they, we, we just you, just needs to you get, just gotta there, get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they're
1: not going to create it, yeah. No, so it's like, but they're not supposed to, right? Like God says that, you know, he will fund what he's called you to do. So for me, I felt personally like I wasn't doing enough. I felt like I haven't done my part. And I was like, Lord, what can I put in somebody's hand? Because, you know, I had started doing the workouts and doing stuff. And I was like, that wasn't it. So I stopped it. If you go on the website, it's not, you can't sign Because I just said, nope, I'm going to take my hands off of everything and see where I'm supposed to put my hands. Because I'm one of those, I used to wanna, I don't know if you're like, wanna do everything, right? I wanna do this and do, you know, this is, this is. you see all the leaks, right? You see all the leaks, so I'm trying to put my finger in this leak, I'm trying to put my finger in this leak and this link, and guess mm-hmm. what? There's still water, you know, you can only one toe over here and a finger in here. So then I'm hearing all these voices, right? Cause you've got, um, there's, an, there's so many people, you got Mother Trucker Yoga, you got all these people. And I was like, they might not want to be a part of it, but if they do, I would love it, right? And if not, there'll be a piece there and so somebody else pieces it and let's create that source. So then if you're looking for it, you know where to find it. And it's not a bunch of people trying to, you know, I don't think anybody's really trying to compete against anyone else, but it's a completion, right? Let's complete. And then we can show all these different events have that listed in there where you can go and connect and all these different things and do. Maybe this year you want to do a marathon, and then I have another friend that he's cha- changing his name to the triathlon, the triathlon trucker. So maybe next, then the next year, like you said, what's next? And after you did your marathon, you're like, okay, what's next? Right? What's the next thing? Well, here you go. Maybe then you do a triathlon, and then maybe the next year you go back to marathons, and or you just want to maybe you just want to get into yoga. Cause like me, I have like a two year span of, I do something and then I need something new. Like I'm gonna try something else.
0: Yeah. A like, full Ironman is on the radar. I, I say that. That's definitely, it's it. there. It's, it's, it's on, it's there. So yeah, we'll see where it's at, but okay. I got you. No, I, I love this. the, An idea of a newsletter, because that's the thing. It's going to be hard to reach every driver. Cause not all of them are on TikTok. I can tell you that mm-hmm. there's still guys out there with flip phones who transflow their bills up via fax machine and it's right. like, but they need it, but they need it too you know, they Mm -hmm. they need, they need to get it too. But I, so I like this, a newsletter. I mean, Hey, they have those magazines. I mean, there's, there's no reason they're going to pick up the plant pamphlet. There's people there who there's people there Mm -hmm. who sit in the TA truckers lounge, you know, by themselves Mm -hmm. and they'll pick up the pamphlet that's there. I think that's Mm -hmm. a, that's a solid move. I think that might be something I might look into. I I think getting some, Mm -hmm. some, some old school, um, flyers like, you know, pin and stick them, I think is a good way to do it. Uh, you know, j- like something that type of advertising might be how to get this to spread. No, that's that's awesome. I li- I like that. I like where you're going for the future. Um, kind of want to like is you know, we're we're almost we're almost at an hour now and I knew it was going to go this long because we like Sorry. I said we, this is something we're fired up about. Oh no, last episode's an hour and a half. You know, I I got like I said I, we definitely need more of this I and mean, there's definitely going to be around there's definitely going to be a round two. We're going to come back and revisit some of the stuff we're doing so we can keep ourselves honest. But you had mentioned, you know, earlier being, uh, you know, being saved at 19. And, uh, you you know, you've alluded a lot to, uh, you know, having a higher power throughout this, you know, th- you know throughout this whole, whole interview. Uh, so you know, I've talked about how I came back to, to religion, you know, specifically Christianity in, in, a, in a previous episode called My Journey Home. For anybody listening, if you want to go back and listen, I go into more detail, but you know, essentially, I was a guy who was raised Catholic, went to Catholic high school. Um, really, you know, I walked away from this sort of stuff after you know starting to lose friends, people who had, you know, car accidents, drugs, alcohol, especially after getting out of the military. I I was in college. It's just something I sc- I really scorned away from it. And then um, you know, kind of, I'm just trying to condense it. You know, ever since moving, the people I met coming over the road, uh, there were a lot of things. Like you said, God started speaking to me again. Is the best way to put it into terms and. You know, this year is really the year I, you know, accepted, you know, Jesus back into my heart as my Lord and Savior. You know, this year I, you know, decided to get baptized, you know, at a, at a church in our town again to really, uh, you know, go, go all in and go public in that faith. And I have no, no issues with that. And, you know, I've had people tell me uh, recently this year, you know, uh, this is, you know, I've never, I always knew that this person that, you know, who you are now existed always when it was going to come out i've had people say that they'd be like or they've said oh i've never seen i've never seen you this way before but i've always seen it in you and it's just um, there's something i I, and there's and there's some truth to it and that's why and and i go into I, i mentioned it a lot before and we talked about this offline um you know it is our job to be a little bit evangelical and sometimes people hear that word and they have a negative connotation of it they use it politically now uh evangelical they think if you say it means you want to you know means you're some sort of uh you know neo nazi or something which is completely untrue <laughs> and it's fabricated that's what you know internet zealots lo- like to say but um the truth you know at least for me uh and why it's important and why kind of like I like talking about it why I want to spread the word is uh, is because um people have no idea wh- what it means it has everything to do with what we're doing in this entire conversation what what Christianity is and who Jesus Christ is. I mean, who this person was, you know, God coming down as man. Jesus Christ was on a rescue mission for humanity. Um, mm-hmm. He was down here to make sure that you can unleash your maximum potential. And the thing is, is Jesus never came down here for the Elon Musks, the Jeff Bezoses. He didn't come down here for the politicians, the um, the people who, you know, stomp on others and have the love of money, love and lust of money, like we talked about offline. He didn't come down here for them. He actually came down there for, for you. He came down here for me. He came down here for the brawlers, the alcoholics, the the gamblers. You know, that's who he came here for. And the thing is, is all those people are God's children and are capable of doing un unimaginable things. And and it's just if I, I and I just really wanted to say that now because it's just there's such a truth to that because every and like when it comes to drive, even beyond drivers, everyone down here deserves to win. But specifically to the drivers, they deserve to win. They deserve decent pay. They deserve to be healthy. They deserve to be treated well. They just, you know, there's so many things these drivers deserve because as you said, nobody does think about them. Like I said, they're sick and tired of hearing that they're highway heroes and that they run this country. But actually, there are people who have been scorned, they look down upon, they're abused. And you want to know what? And it's like, it's just, you know, this idea, you know, this whole idea, it's not really an idea, this faith, Christianity, everything that has to do with Jesus, what he stands for, is everything to do with saving this industry. And for anybody out there listening, it has to do with maximizing whatever it is you want to do, because he's behind you 100%, whatever it is you want to do. And so I I know that was kind of a long winded thing. But I I wanted to, I kind of want to say, you're very, you know, you're very God first, you're motivated behind this. You know, what is it, you know, you know, how, how were you, you know, how were you saved? I, I, what really saved me was going over the road and meeting drivers. That was such a huge factor. It had to do with a lot of people I met when I moved to Austin. And then it had to do with the drivers I met, the situations that I've been in and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it kind of just told me that this, you know, no, this is real. He is present. He is Lord, you know, he, he, you know, and he wants you to win kind of, you know, how is, you know, how has he saved you and, you know, what is that, you know, how does that relate to your business? I, you know, I mean, like, how do you let it got, gu- you know, how do you let, you know, Jesus and Christianity kind of guide you and what you're doing? You know, why is it so important, you know, that you talk the way you talk, you know, why, why are you? Cause some people will shy away from it and be like, ah, I don't want to mix it in. It could turn people off. You go at it head on. And I, and I kind of wanted to hear, you know, what, what you have to say about it. Cause some people are turned off about it now because of political reasons, you know, because of, this but you know because all it you know because, it, you know, because it, of whether it has to do with women's rights or whether it has to do with you know lgbt rights but the thing is it's like that that's also who jesus came here for too he made you you know he's he's there he's for you he's not against you you know if he's for you who can be against you you know that you're know, like that that's the thing so the, some people stray away from it you you take it head on and i think that's what's what's actually really motivating uh overall and so you know you know, why, why do you do it? Why, you know, what What brings you to being that person? You know, what, what you know, why are you, you know, I, I'm trying to put it into a better question, but yeah, I, what's...
1: No, I get it, I get it, I get it. And I want to say, I love, like, everything. I mean, it's powerful how you said, just because other drivers and your things that you've experienced out there on the roads, what's brought you back to them, which is powerful, you know, to go to show how God is in this industry, right? And God's in everything. And, you know, and I just encourage um, you to know that, God is for us, but he's, he's for the Elon Musk too, right? Like he's for everybody because he wants everybody to be redeemed, right? His goal, he never, you know, he wants us all, but he gives us free will. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I got saved when I was 19 or I gave my life to God when I was 19, I got introduced, he introduced himself to me and he made himself real when he didn't have to. And, you know, from a childhood that was absolutely chaotic, but I thank God for it because it made me me and I wouldn't take it back because I wouldn't understand, I wouldn't relate and I wouldn't be able to truly know who He was if he never had to truly saved me, which he did. and um and here's the thing it's been it's about to be 20 years and there's been many times where I wasn't walking with him, but he was still walking with me. Over those 19 years, there's been many times that I have walked myself into mess. And thank God, by the grace of God, he didn't forsake me because he should have. And he didn't. And I don't take that for granted. You know, my intent was never, oh, if I do this, God will get me out. That was never my mindset. Um, But he just showed me so much grace and so much mercy and why i share him or keep him at the forefront of everything is because without him i would be nothing and i have seen god move so many times and people are like well you know and and this is what i encourage everybody to do the word tells us not to test god but he does also want to introduce you to him and if you haven't never truly had a moment with god Ask him. Ask him, say, hey, I want to know you and I want to know that you're real. Not through somebody, not through secondhand, not through somebody else's experience, but through mine. And I would just really appreciate it if you could do it. Now, he may not do it right in that moment or he might because he's God and he's God all by himself. But I always recommend people don't take God for some for the face value of what somebody else has represented to you. He is. And at least just give him an opportunity to introduce himself to you because he will. He'll make him known. He'll make himself known that if it was anybody else, they they wouldn't even think it was God. But because it's you, you will know that it was him. And, you know, for me, he healed me. I was I was not. You know, nowhere walking with God, I was angry, I was mad, I was hurt. My son, he saved my son in a a very bad car accident when he was two and a half and i wasn't with him he saved him and right before this accident i was working at a restaurant and i was working in a restaurant called o charlie's i was a server for many years and like everywhere i kept going people kept inviting me to this one particular church if i was in this if i was in the line at, the, at at a store somebody behind me hey i just feel led to call ask you to come to this church i'm like okay but i work on sundays right so can't go to church on sunday um i work doubles on sunday that's the big money you know that's when i make money and got to be there but everywhere 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 and i was telling you know my ex at that time when my now my ex i'm like i think you know i keep inviting this church and i'm like maybe god wants me to go because again even though i didn't know it was real i wanted to believe he was right oh, man i told my older sister i'm like it is insane like i mean everywhere i was going and then my son ends up getting in this car accident um, he was with his dad's girlfriend. He was in no car seat, no seat belt, two and a half years old, Ford Explorer. It flipped eight times. The the force of it, it hit he hit the ceiling, the window broke, he stood on the ground, and the truck kept flipping. And it left him standing. And it kept flipping seven more times. It the force of it, she had her seatbelt on. It broke her seatbelt, slung her out. She was raw from head to toe and went all the way into a field, knocked out. He's standing on the road. Cars come see him. They get him. All these stuff. She wakes when she finally wakes up. The first thing she sees is this church sign because it all happened in front of a big church and a big old pa- that had this huge pastor where she ended. And my son was still on the road and the car was way on the other side. And I'm at work and they call me and I rush up there and I. The door's open to the hospital and my son sees me and he's running and he could talk really good. And he was like, mommy, mommy. And and I grabbed him and he was like, mommy, they were with me. Mommy, they had me. And I said, who had you, baby? The the fireman, because he rode on the fire truck, he said, no, mommy, they did. I said, "Who, who was they? He said, they did, mommy. They had me, mommy. And I knew, I knew he was talking to my angels. And after I left, we went to go see the car, and it was completely flat. If he would have been in the truck, he would have been dead. And nothing, not a scratch, nothing. She's having to be treated, and he's totally fine. And at that, I knew. Well, right after that, she gets, um, she ends up getting saved and go, wants to get baptized. And at this time, everybody was just amazed that I didn't kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sending that because you got to understand before I knew God I was a nice person but I was it is by the grace of God I'm not in jail I'm just being straight up for you like (laughs) like, legit (laughs) like I didn't go looking for it. But if you cross that line, it was just not a good thing. It was just not like that was just so like they had like all these people around her, like they thought in the hospital, like Candace, like not just, oh, she's going to fight her. No, Candace is going to kill her. Like legit. Like they thought it. And but I was just so happy. And then after my son told me that story, I was just so excited that he was alive and he was okay. Like, I'm just taking my baby and leaving. Like, I'm not worried about all that, you know. And then DHR gets involved The DHR is calling me and they're asking me, did I know about the situation? We got to come to your house and investigate. And I'm like, why are you going to come to my house? like, he was in a with his dad on his dad's weekend, but okay. They come and they check and all this stuff's going on. And there's a sort of reason why I'm telling you this. So she ends up getting saved and gets baptized. And she asked me to come watch her. She calls me and she's like, Candace, I was so nervous to call you but I really want you to come and watch me get baptized. And she was like, you've just showed me so much grace. And I just feel in my heart, you're supposed to be there. John I was like, well, when is it, Mary? You know, she was like, well, it's, you know, in two weeks and it's a Sunday in the evening. I know you normally work, but I was like, I'll take off. You know, I'll take off. I'll work that, I'll work that morning and I'll come. So In the meantime, like DHR and all this stuff's involved and everybody's going and all this stuff's going on. And this is when I've gotten offered this job and I didn't take it, you know, and all this stuff and to be in fitness. So I go to the church and I had been having this huge crick in my neck and because I'm serving tables and I couldn't turn my neck for over a week. I couldn't hold trays on this side. I mean, I could not like it was just awful. It was
0: the worst thing ever this church yeah you had a pinched nerve you know, i think yeah. i don't
1: go to church i don't nothing about church and yeah so and i'm going and i walk in and there's people praying and their hands are up and somebody's running and i'm like okay what is this you know like but at the same time i feel like crying i don't know if you've ever experienced that but like for no reason i'm just feeling like i'm about to bust out in tears and i can't find mary i don't know where she's at and i'm like okay i'm just gonna sit here like so i just find like a you know back here in the back and i'll try to pull it so so he's praying pastor starts praying for all kinds of people i don't see her getting baptized i don't know what's going on and finally there's a moment where it gets real still and everybody sits and this is a church where there's hundreds of people here okay so all this stuff's going on just kind of and the whole time on this side of my shoulder, it was like the good and bad angel. Like one voice was saying, this is not real. These people are crazy. God is not real. You need to get up and you leave because this is crazy. And then on this side, it was literally like that good and bad angel. Like right here was like, you know, God is real. This is not fake. It may look crazy, but it's not fake. Like God is real. Like legit the whole time. And I'm sitting here like, okay, am I going crazy? What is, what is going on here? And So everything kind of settles down. So everybody sits down and I'm, you know, I'm still sitting and the pastor, which is like a father to me now, was like, I feel like there's somebody in here and you've got a pain going down your neck and you've got a pain that's in your back and God wants to heal you today. And I'm sitting here by myself like. He is, and then my heart starts about to beat out of my chest. I mean, it's like, I don't know if you've ever had that experience of your heart beating like that, but it's like, and I'm like, I am not standing up. I am not. He is not talking about me. I am not doing this. And so he was like, If that's you, I need you to stand up. I'm like, I'm not standing up. And then here comes the little, this ain't real. This one, yes, it is. And then all of a sudden, a lady, a few rows up to the right, stands up. And I was like, yes. I was like, he's not. Ta- oh, the not not
0: ta- yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'm good. That's awesome. And then he was like, ma'am, I'm so thankful you stood up. And God does want to heal you, but you're not the one. You're not the one that God's telling me that's supposed to stand up. And you're, you know, I'm talking to you and God wants you to stand up and be healed today. So my heart, here it is again. And I just closed my eyes and I just stood up and I was like, I don't know what's about to happen, but I'm just, and I just closed my eyes and I just mustered up the strength. And then he, I just had my eyes closed and he said, okay, I want you to repeat after me, but first place your hands as close as you can to what's hurting. So I did, my eyes were still closed. And he said, repeat after me. So right before he said that, I said, and I, in my head, I was like, Lord, if you're real, I need to know. I was like, I, I just want to know that you're real. I've always wanted to believe in you, but I've never had a reason to believe in you. Because the people have disappointed me, but I want to believe in you. And I was like, and if you, if you are real, you'll heal me, Lord. And I will follow you for the rest of my life. So I'm saying this in my head, put my hands here and I start repeating. And this was the first time I had a real experience and I've only had three. Second one. Well, the third one really was the one with the truckers. The first one was this time I got saved. And all of a sudden it was like warm sunshine, honey just surrounds me. My eyes are closed. It feels like I'm floating my voice, uh, my my breathing gets slow and I'm breathing and I don't know what's going on. And I just feel like this, this is just warmth, this completely cover me. And then, I'll, like, you know, when you wake up, and you're like, like, out of the bed, that's what it felt like. Like, all of a sudden I come out of this. I'm like, and I'm like, because I want to save it, you know, like all this stuff. And I'm like, 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 I'm turning my neck and I'm like, oh, my God, God is real. And I mean, legit, that's like, I'm like, God, you're real. Like, I'm literally having this whole, because, you know, nobody knew this was going on in my head, like, through this whole thing. And like, I'm not there with nobody. So I'm wanting, like, like God is real. And they're like, girl, we know. Like Like, no, I'm like, no, like, God is really real. Like, this is like, he's real. And like, and, you know, but again, this wasn't a big moment for them. It was for me. And they just go to start praying for somebody else, like, next on the list. And all I've ever known is you're supposed to go like, aren't you supposed to go to the altar and like give your life to God or something? Like, I don't know nothing about God, like nothing. I don't know nothing clear plate here. And so I just kept waiting. I'm like, surely he's going to do. say, do you want to come down here? And I'm like waiting. He's praying for more people. I'm like, Lord, I want to give my life to you now. Like, what's up? Like, let's go. So, um, I kept waiting, kept waiting, kept waiting, just crying. Just so thankful. I'm like, God, you're real. Like you're real. And, uh, Finally, he gets to the end and he was like, after all that's happened tonight, if you you would like to give your life to God and you haven't, I want you to make your way to come down to this altar. And if I could have jumped from my seat to that altar, I would have, I ran to the altar. And I just literally fell to my knees and just started crying and just weeping and weeping and weeping. And like he was just washing now, I know he was washing so much hate and anger and all this stuff out of me because some stuff he's still working on, but some stuff in that moment he completely took from me so that I never had to handle it. He just took it by his grace and others he's, ta- he's teaching me still, but there was a lot he needed to take and hurt and anger was two of them. And like, he still had to work a little bit of anger, but he took like the dangerous part of me out of me. And so I'm, my eyes are closed. I say the prayer, cause I'm just covering, I can't even, you know, I'm just praying and crying and I repeat after him and, say, and, uh, and I finally, I'm wiping my face and I go to stand up and I'm looking and surrounding me. I'm surrounded by people, like surrounded. And I'm like, well, what is going, and I start looking And their faces, and it was all the people that I had kept running into that kept inviting me to the church. And this was that church. And all of their faces, they were all crying and they were like, there was something different about you. And God has not let me stop praying for you since the day I met you. And it was like 30 people. Cause I'm telling you, it was crazy. Like everywhere I went, everybody and their mama, and I mean, this is not that small of a town, right? Like, it's just crazy. And I'm just, and I just break out in tears anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, here we go. So that started my walk. And to bring that full circle, the next week, my ex had to go to court for a ticket. So I go to court with him, you know, just to be there with him for support, whatever. And my custody lawyer is there. And she comes up and she's like, hey, girl, how are you doing? What are you here for? Are you here for Mary? And I was like, here for Mary. Mm -mm." I said, I'm here for John. You know, he's got a ticket. I was like, what do you mean, Mary? And she's like, she's over there. She was like, are you not? Mary's the one that was in the wreck with my son. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I said, why would I be here for Mary? And they were like, they're giving her a hard time, Lord. They're giving her, I was like, for not having a car seat? Like, she had to come to court for that? (laughs) Like, and my lawyer's face literally goes white in front of me, because she knows me, right? She don't know I'm saved yet, but she knows me. And she's just white. And she was like, you don't know. You don't know, do you? And I was like, don't know what? And she said, Mary was drunk. Mary was three times over the legal limit of drinking when she wrecked with Jasper. Honey. All of a sudden, everything just slow motion and I'm just, I'm looking at her and I'm seeing all the cops and all the jailers and I'm seeing, and I'm looking and seeing the judge and I see her. It's like all slow motion. And I'm like, and then it's like, I hear the voice of the Lord. He was like, I did this. I protected you from knowing this and didn't allow you to find it out until this moment. Because even if I wanted to, to do something, it would have been really, really hard at that moment because she was in the middle. She was literally sitting in the middle with all these people and the judges and all these jail. like it would have been, but it, and I just started crying. I just walked out and I wasn't crying with anger. I was crying with gratefulness because I would have been in jail I would have probably not been a part of my son's life and had the life I have now if God would have let me find that out. And what are the odds that DHR not only just calls me, they come to my house, like all this stuff, and nobody mentions it. And I don't find out until I'm in the middle of a courtroom full of police officers and judges and everybody else. And she's in the middle where it'd be almost impossible for me to get to her to find out
0: exactly weekend. and i and with with and the reason why number one i'm really glad that's that's probably one of the most powerful stories i've ever heard and what one of the reasons why i'm i'm glad you told us today is because people need to know how powerful that is and what what level of grace that is because at the end of the day you know the story i shared on the previous episode um, it doesn't even come close but essentially when it comes to the story you just told the thing is you know the you know, I, I don't like to say the term non-believer as anything sort of insulting, but the non-believer would just always say that that's up to chance. And at the, when I look at the universe, and when you look at how big you know God's universe is, it virtually mm-hmm. endless outside of this planet. The many Earths and the stars out there, j- j- the odds of that happening in your specific life, that in the way it did. It's just mathematically impossible. It's like Mm -hmm. it's like winning in dice at the casino every single time for a trillion times for that to happen. Just like off accident, off like oh, you didn't happen to take any sort of action against this woman. Oh, it's just that you know they forgot or it fell through the cracks. Like what happened in that story was Mm -hmm. without a doubt no accident, and it's like there Mm -hmm. it wasn't and it it, it was it, it wasn't just like some sort of you know, let the chips fall where they may sort of thing. Like, no, it was it by a certain design. Now, do we have choices? And am I saying that everything has been pre-planned? No, everything hasn't been pre-planned, but there is a plan in place if you if you follow through, you know, with God, God's word or his plan. So things will go as planned. You know, however, if you make choices, if you keep choosing to like I said, right. if you didn't go to that church that day, if you didn't take off work, if you right. you could, I there are not
1: other that, I could have uh, easily, and my life would have yeah. been a whole different direction.
0: And it's just a whole different direction, and that that actually wouldn't have been the plan. But the thing is, you followed the plan, and there's things that call us to that, and everything that happened in that story is no accident. I say it in that episode about my journey home. The people who came into my life, how they did, I just looked at it like my friend Trina and my friend Daniel, how they came in. It just It there's in you know, if you have time, I'd say go back and listen to it. Only you know, for the sake of time, I don't want to get too you know, too off track into it, but just these sorts of things aren't just some mythological accident, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. that that come out of nowhere from just uh, the the ether or something or whatever's in the universe. You know, he like he he is working for you, and and that day he worked for you. And like, and not and when you look at that time period forward, like, look at what you have, look at like if people just, you know, if anybody listening this just like looks back and see, and like you have mentioned that you've been at it in this fitness industry over the past 20 years, you know, think of the hundreds of thousands of lives you've changed. You've ultimately changed for the better that all led back to this tragic incident that happened, mm-hmm. you know, with, with your son, which I, you know, I could, I'm not a parent yet. Hopefully God willing, you know, that that's one day, but like you know, I couldn't imagine going through something like that. You always hear parents talk. You know, I'll do it. You know, my parents say it all the time, "I'll do anything for my kids," stuff like that. So, like, it, it's it's un it's literally unimaginable to to consider the type of grace you had to come at this. And uh, you know, I I really appreciate you you sharing it today. Uh, I love everything that you're doing. Uh, really looking forward to working with you. Um, you know, as we you know uh, you know as we you know move on, move on from this interview and this podcast, like we're we're. We're, I think you and I both have a lot of big things we're going to do in this industry. Uh, you have a really good path forward. I really want to hear about the newsletter um, You know, before we wrap this thing up, let, uh, you know, let the listeners know, let anybody out there, you know, where, where can they find you? You know, if they're, you know, where can they follow your journey? Where, where, where are you out there on the internet?
1: Um, all things fits possible trucking. So it's F I T S possible P O S S I B L E trucking T R U C K I N G. And it's Candace. Harmony Rivers um, on Facebook. That's probably the biggest um, for me to like find the most. If you're on Facebook, you'll see me post the most on there. Um, but when it comes to everything else, it's fits possible trucking. And it comes from fits possible, which is my original business name. And it comes from the scripture with man. These things are impossible, but with God, all things are. And, you know, when it comes to being fit, it's not about trying to find the fit that fits someone else. It's finding the fit that fits you in every area of your life. Um, Becoming fit financially, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, um, you know, physically is important. And you got to ask yourself those questions because the world's just going to push you through it unless you stop and start designing it. Because God's given you the ability to design the life that you want with him. And the world's just going to push you through it and mold you to what they want unless you decide to stop and start doing the molding yourself. And if I tell everybody, if you still got a beat in your chest, air in your lungs, and a mind that you can still use, you have everything you need to do everything that's in your heart for you to do. And you know, you asked me earlier, why do? I, how do I keep God at in front of everything? And you know, some people are scared to. I just say, do it anyways. Do it anyways, but share what's naturally to you. I don't try to shove God down anybody's throat. He's just a part of what I am. Right. And I think that anything that you make edible, people are easy and able to eat, even if it's not their culture or not their normal thing that they like to eat, as long as you're not trying to force it. So, you know, I don't try to force God in anybody's life. I just try to allow them a window into seeing how much he's made an impact in mine and still does. And I tell people all the time, God's Cooler than you think, you know. And don't judge them from what other people have showed you. Ask him to reveal himself for you by yourself, and get in his word. Because what I've realized is most people that talk about it really don't know anything about it. And you know, you need to learn it for yourself. Because it's not better read the Bible. It's it's an instruction manual. It is a guide. And I don't care. Even I tell people all the time. Even if you didn't believe in God, if you just took the Bible as a book, there's, so it would still benefit your life period. But once you get through with it, just come talk to me about how, if you apply it to your life, how much better it'll be. So don't just listen. Don't just read. Also apply. And that can start with baby steps.
0: And thank you for
1: having me. Yeah. No,
0: absolutely. Now, like I said, thank you again for, for coming. And I, that, you know, you couldn't have closed things out better. Uh, there's a gentleman I heard say once before, you know, if we're created in God's image and you're a Christian, you know, you believe in the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, if there's a Trinity and we're made in his image, you know, are we a Trinity? And we absolutely are. We're, you know, we're mind, body, and soul. And mm-hmm. uh, the thing is, and you know, your, your, your mind, body, and soul is only going to be, you know, what are you, what are you feeding the most? What are you feeding the least? You know, what mm-hmm. do you need to feed more? your life. So we are made in that Trinity, mind, body, and soul. And the thing is we have to take care of all those things, but man, Candace, I I can't thank you enough for coming on. This is a really strong message. Uh, We're going to do this again uh, real soon. We're going to follow up. Um, I really enjoyed this today. And uh, like I said, for those listening out there, you can go find her fits possible trucking. Her name's Candace. Um, She, she'll, she'll, you know, she's got a big following out there, but she takes the time out to talk to anybody. And uh, yeah, she's in it for dry, drivers and beyond. She's out there for all of us. Absolutely. Candace, thanks again.
1: Thank you for all you're doing. And I love your workout. So if you go, go get on them workouts, get on those mindsets. And he, he I love that when you're running, you share those little nuggets. And I'm like, that's so awesome. Like, I'm gonna be able to do that. I'm gonna be able to run and not sound like an elephant that's about to croak over (laughs) and be able to talk like that. So you are my goal to be able to be like, this is it. And you understand what I'm saying. Cause right now I'm like, you wouldn't get it. But yeah. go. And and that,
0: that ties into the kind of, that ties into a little older, not, I don't want to say an older version of myself, but I'm a big history guy. I mean, you know, I'm in the middle of reading Napoleon's biography and what, you know, I have such a respect for history and the people who came before us and mm-hmm. the stories they tell. And uh, it's just, I mean, when you think about the things that, you know, that people have done in the past and the gumption that they had to have had to accomplish, you know, these insane things from historic battles, from whether it be, you know, Napoleonic or Civil War, or just, you know, from the like the one I posted about Rosa Parks, like all of these little actions, you know, come from Literally everything that we just talked about in this entire episode. And it's just none of these people were any different than, than you, than me, than you none of these people these people were just they're the people you saw at the supermarket who told you to come to church. The, they were so you know, there was nothing special about Rosa Parks. She just made a decision. There's nothing special about Napoleon. He just did. He believed in himself. That's all you need at the end of the day. If you can believe in yourself, you know it's crazy what you can do. But, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate the uh the uh you know they're uh, the running yeah they're running videos i like to get hyped up for them i build up to i do those when i'm like already like two miles in too i gotta like let it come to me before i let it out
1: listen that, well, that it's natural and i love it if you don't mind i'd love to pray for your listeners before we get off i don't know oh yeah absolutely
0: lead us out with a prayer i'd love it
1: let's do it so father god i just thank you lord i thank you for each and every person that has ears and is hearing this father god Lord, I thank you for this podcast, and I thank you for the calling on his family, Lord Jesus. I just pray your protection over him and his wife, Father God. Lord, and we just thank you for the blessings that are going to come from their life and from the blessings of their children and their children's children. Lord, I thank you for every person. Lord, let them see that they do matter. Let them know, Father God, that they were put here for a purpose, and their purpose is only fitted for them. So Lord, I thank you that today they're going to put on the jacket that you have called them to wear of many colors so that they can show the glory of you in their life. So Lord, I thank you that they, they might think they're not good enough. They know what they've done, and so do you, but you love them anyways. So Lord, I thank you that you love us exactly the way we are, but too much to keep us this way. So continue to mold us, keep us, and let us continue to put our life in your hands. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. That was great. Awesome, Candace, I'll see. I'll see you out there. Thank you again. Thank you. Love you. We'll, we'll do it soon. Later.